Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. You know what? Let's make this week awesome. And we're going to do that by kicking the week off with a fun troop report. We're headed down to Birmingham, Alabama today to talk with listener Justin about his trip with his family down to Disney's Fort Wilderness campsites, where they uh, stayed almost two weeks in a pop-up trailer and went to all four theme parks many times over and just made some great memories. We dive into uh, times with his two boys. Uh, you know, one was just turning three during the trip. The other one was just a little bit older. And the adventures they had uh, doing the Wilderness Explorers scavenger hunt over at Animal Kingdom, taking on roller coasters for the first time, using GoPros to capture some great videos, and just talking about what it means to have a great vacation and escape the real world for a couple of weeks with your family. Also, at the end of the show, Justin and I kind of break down the financials of what this trip looked like for 12 nights at Walt Disney World, how the money goes to dining or to tickets or to the campsite, and just have a fun discussion about where the money goes and what this means for a Disney vacation. I think you'll really enjoy that part of the show. A little bit different today. As always, today's podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs, whether you're headed to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. The experts over at The Magic for Less are going to help you plan an amazing vacation. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. One extra click really does help out everything we do here on the show. Take that time. One extra click. Help us out today. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you so much to the supporters of the show over on Patreon. You guys make all these shows possible. You let us put out three to four shows every single week all around the world. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest as well. If you'd like to get on that, we'd love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2161 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you are having another great start to the week and that you had the great uh, first weekend of fall. And at least here in, in the Midwest, in St. Louis, fall has finally arrived after... Uh, a really hot <laughs> last uh, part of summer there this past week, man. It was smoking here in Missouri, but fall has gotten here. It has cooled off. We get to get out the hoodies for a little bit. Uh, Friday night lights this past weekend. It was football weather. I can take that now. So we're in good shape. Hope you are too. And let's make this a productive week. And as we do every Monday, it's time for a trip report. We need to head to our favorite place, if only virtually. And that's what we're doing today. Heading down to my adoptive second state, Alabama, with our good friend Justin. Justin, how's it going today? Yeah, yeah, doing very well. Uh, like you were saying, it's it's sort of the transition of summer to fall, so I was out in the heat for a couple hours today, and it was definitely one of those days you appreciate air conditioning down here in Alabama. So, uh, yeah, outside of that, just normal work stuff, family things, things are good. Absolutely. So you're from down in the uh, Birmingham area, correct? That's right. Cool. So what we're doing here uh, with the podcast lately is letting folks know 
something your town is known for that people might not know? Mm. The, you know, not, not the big thing. I mean, I think a lot of people, at least, okay, maybe not. I think of like Paul Feinbaum when I think of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Probably if you're not an SEC football fan, you don't you don't make that connection. But outside yeah. of like college football, what would you say something comes from Birmingham or something people might want to learn about your area of the world? Uh, I'll say a couple quick things, I guess. People say it's a lot more green than they expect, I guess, because of lots of western parts of the United States. It's a lot more dry and brown and stuff. So we have plentiful amounts of trees and grass here. It's kind of super green i guess for a lot of people the barbecue is great uh so we do you know a bit of mixture of both sweet and uh salty as far as sauces go uh i definitely tend to go on the sweet side lastly i'd say that's it's just a fun place people nice. don't think about it much but it's it's better than i think people give it benefit of the doubt for so you guys you guys have jim and nick's barbecue down there correct yeah that's one of them yeah Okay, because I was introduced to that when I went to the Alabama-Mizzou game back in 2018 down at Bryant-Denny Stadium. I went with my good buddy uh, Adam. He's a listener of the show, Adam and Susie. And uh, he's like, you got to try these these biscuits. Because oh, they sold yeah. the biscuits at the, at, like, at a, like at a food truck, you know, over on the like the quad or whatever they call it there by the Denny Chimes. And I said, yep. oh, man. And listeners have mailed me like pouches of the the biscuit. Yeah, mix. yeah. And I've made those here at the house many, many times, man. Nice. And, never been to a gym in Nick's, but I've had so many of those homemade biscuits. <laughs> oh, God bless the South. <laughs> those things are so good. All right, so tell us about your Disney fandom, though. What's your background, and, and how long have you been a Disney fan? How did it all start for you? Sure. Uh, so I think I maybe went once or twice when I was a kid, and, and always my strongest memory was getting this Donald Duck build hat and it was very hard plastic and it would kind of dig into my forehead when I was wearing it as a kid and it was painful. And so that's like one of my strongest kid memories and it was probably third grade or so, maybe a little younger. And uh, we didn't really go much after that. So I was post-college, already married and my cousin was down there and she was doing the college program. And so we were just passing through to go to the beach and she said, hey, come and visit. It'd be you know fun, you could go in for free with me and." stay half off somewhere for the night that you stay and so we stayed at port orleans one of the port orleans i can't remember which one and then went to the park and she was kind of just touring us around you know being our guide basically and we jumped around to two or three parks that day and i just thought wow the vastness of this is so fascinating you know i'm always wanting to learn more and gain more information and knowledge and so when I was able to sort of experience that and have no clue about this massive world that existed down there, uh, I just got super um, caught into it, I guess. And so from that point on, that was probably seven or eight years ago. I've just been listening to podcasts like yours, uh, watching some YouTube videos and reading up on blogs. And so, yeah, we've gone once without kids at all in 2018 and then the biggest one was the one that we'll talk about tonight cool. and so yeah it's just the fascination of the grandness of it all and how logistics and how everything can be done so well and the people do just focus really hard on serving people well make them happy they're having a good experience that's what i was going to ask you because that's exactly what when i when i first discovered when i you know because i passed through it's, we have a lot of parallels because i remember the first time i went we were down there on a trip in fifth grade, just passing through, went to the Magic Kingdom for a half a day. I got a hat, and I remember that hat. It was the, and they still sell them. Every once in a while, I see somebody wearing it. 
it's a like a ball cap. It's the goofy one. Like the front of it's a goofy mm-hmm. bill, but it's got two ears that hang out on the sides. Yeah, yeah. So that's the hat I had. Okay, I was like in fifth grade, so I was you know Classic. totally looking like a great fifth grader there. At the <laughs> um, but I remember that I love that hat. Uh, I wonder what happened to that thing. But the thing is too is when I finally went back in college, you know, right at you know mid college after college. And I had my first date on there. The whole thing that hooked me, it wasn't like a particular ride, restaurant, anything like that. It was it was exactly that word you said. It was the logistics of it. It was that you got into this, you know, the bubble. Like you got in there and all of a sudden the street signs look different. And, you know, the the medians were perfectly manicured. They didn't look like medians back home between the divided highway in Missouri. You know, it's kind of messy. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the grass is cut, sometimes it's not. Sometimes like a wildlife flower area where you can't touch it and this is a mess anyway. You know, it's just the buses all look nice and just the logistics of you can get on a bus here. Here's how you get to there. Everything's efficient. You know, if you want to go to New Orleans, you stay at French Quarter. If you want to have an African stay, you go to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I was blown away by just that it was its own city, that it was like its own place like nowhere else i mean i find that super interesting because it was kind of it sounds like the same thing for you where you discovered it and it was just like this logistical you know it was so different from everything else in the world that everything just kind of worked well down there and i'm still digging into that you know how the how the trash system works how they grow their own trees for you know attraction stuff like i love that stuff oh yeah and then tying it into you know and the land pavilion, how they've got all the the plants that they're growing in there and food products, basically, that they're putting into uh, Garden Grill, I guess, I think is where they mm-hmm. use some of those for some of the food that you get. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a beautiful, beautiful thing to see them cool. innovate in that way. All right. So let's hop into your trip. So you guys went down in February. So how did this trip come about? Why did you pick February and who went <laughs> with you? Yeah, that's a, that's a funny thing you asked. So we, we knew we wanted to go for a long time. Like I said, I've been sort of putting everything into my brain over years just gathering information and we knew that kids up until they were the end of the age two like as long as they weren't three on the starting day of the trip that they could be considered free for all the stuff during the trip so we were planning on doing right before my youngest turned three which would have been december november of last year um and then with covid and vaccines and no vaccines and trying to figure all that stuff out we weren't really sure when we'd want to go so we ended up pushing it to February because we still wanted to be there in the cooler time of year. I knew it was going to be crowded no matter when, you know, we know it's going to be expensive no matter when really. Obviously it can be better in in some respects on both of those. But uh, for us, it was somewhere in that November to March window was where we wanted to land. And by having sort of like a a couple backup trips, which you helped to uh, manage those, of course, we just sort of had like a, if this doesn't work out, we'll push back two or three months. If it doesn't work back, push it back a little bit so that's how we end up with february and uh just clearing it through work folks us asking even in my interview for the job that i started last year i said hey i've been playing this trip for like two weeks at walt disney world for i don't know five or six years and it's actually landing sometime soon is that okay and they they said it was okay so i was super super happy that they you know gave me the green light on that so yeah we got there on a sunday morning um we actually stayed the night at my uh, aunt and uncle's. They live in the villages north of Orlando a little bit. So we stayed there, left about as early as we could, you know, to be cordial still to my family. Left Sunday morning to go to the campgrounds. Uh, we stayed at Fort Wilderness. We brought our pop-up camper with us all the way down there. So we had 
heard basically you know try to get there as early as you can so if you have any sort of requests you can put that in and maybe get better chances of getting the certain loop that you want so that's what we did and it worked out uh, we spent a bit of that day at disney springs um, and then I can go more into it, but I guess to give you sort of a wrap up of what that looks like for now is we basically stayed that whole week and then the following week up until Friday night, uh, the following week is when we left uh, for Magic Kingdom. So that's sort of the big scope of the, the trip in a nutshell, if you wanted to add some color commentary. Yeah, so we'll, we'll dive into kind of some of the highlights of the trip, you know, the theme parks. But what I'm curious about, because we got a lot of interesting things to, to dive into that are unique here, is you, you went down with the pop-up trailer, and you were there for quite a long time. I would imagine one of the reasons, I would, especially with the pop-up trailer, I'd imagine that it is more important to be there during the cooler times than July. I would imagine that that would have more of an impact on a stay in a pop-up trailer than, like, the Grand Floridian. I, I, I would guess, right. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> just because. But, um what's the big thing you got to consider if somebody's looking at doing something like pulling a trailer or fifth wheel or something down and what were, cause I'm sure, have you stayed in, in a regular hotel room at world and had that kind of a vacation before we did. So, you know, we're, we like to thrift. Of course, that's why we went to the fort. Mm -hmm. Uh, we did the, one of the all stars. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly which one sports or music. And, um, that was our other trip that we had done not with my cousin as she was in the college program, but just on our own, my wife and I. Uh, so that was the only one that we've done. Uh, but yeah, it was some of the things to consider. I would say there is a decent bus system within the fort itself. Uh, one of the great hacks that I didn't really fully realize until I got down there, maybe I knew sort of some of, was they have this very large parking lot in the front part of the fort property. And that's for basically overflow for sort of pre and post trip people to park their um, trailers and everything they have in there. And the other big thing too that I really enjoyed and I wish we would have realized sooner was the grocery delivery. They'll just take it up to that, you know, check-in counter up front. I mean, really there's a room in the back where they have like all the fridges and freezers and at that, I guess, concierge or whatever you want to call it. Um, they would take those orders and we, we definitely would have done it on day one, but I didn't realize they had that storage system that it was basically someone could deliver our goods and they would just store it in there and we could pick it up whenever we wanted to. Uh, so, you know, because for camping, obviously, you're more on your own with your food. You don't have a food court that's just right next to you. It's easy to walk to. And so I'll definitely throw that tip out there of order some food delivery. We use ships because it's here in Birmingham. It's really popular. And, um, yeah, they'll just keep it in the fridges and freezers for you until you get there and want to claim it and you take it to your camper. It's super easy and effective. So did you guys grill meals, prepare meals at the, the campsite? Cause I think that would be, if you didn't, I think that'd be an opportunity wasted. I mean, to, to me, because <laughs> I, the novelty of it, because again, I yeah. go down, I stay at pop century or like you said, an all-star riverside, depending on where I can get a discount. That's where I stay. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I think that would be the experience, right? Grilling up some steaks or dogs or brats or something. Did you guys do that? Call it an opportunity wasted, I guess, because we did not, <laughs> we did not grill up at all. Uh, cause for both of us, like we really wanted to experience as much as we could. Yeah, and I, not, I can go into sort of the budget of, you know, food stuff later if you want to. Um, but we had kind of accounted for, we're going to be spending a decent amount of money on food in the parks, in the resorts. And so the main stuff that we bought was kind of just casual things, you know, cereals, sandwiches, bars, snacky kind of stuff, fruits, of course. Um, didn't didn't go down and get steaks and throw those on any any grill yeah, and 
I get it. Uh, no, who's, how many how many folks did you have with you in the on this trip? So it was mainly just the four of us, and my parents were there for a few days. So they were there with us the first, not there on the property, but they were there in Orlando with us the first few days, and then they left, and it was just the four of us most of the time. All right, so we'll kind of wrap up with the economics of it because you said you have some takes on that, which I think would be super interesting, especially on a unique trip like this. So we'll we'll dive into some of the highlights of what you guys did in the theme park, some of those dining experiences. Then we'll talk about, like we'll get into the X's and O's and the nuts and bolts about how this all came together as far as the economics and all that. So give us give us some stories. Though. Like you go into the theme parks, what were some of the highlights for you? Maybe new experiences, maybe favorite experiences. How were the theme parks? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was brand new for both, both of our boys. So they're six and almost four now. And uh, so for them, it was amazing. For my wife and I, it was about the same. I've maybe been one or two times more than her just on my own from the past. Um, but yeah, some of the, the main stuff, like we, we had a GoPro that I'd had for I don't know how long, but it was just sitting around and we haven't used it a ton. And so then we were on Barnstormer and I brought it out there on Barnstormer with us and held it in front of my son and I, who's almost four. And he's, he's always been super quiet, super calm, super reserved. And somehow this dude just let out some whales every, every little drop, but you know, there's like three or four on Barnstormer because it lasts like 20 seconds. And so I was holding the camera out in front of us and dude was just letting it out. I was just scream every single drop. And it was hilarious. And, you know, my wife was behind us in the car and she was cracking up because she could hear it. Because, again, he's always just been like the super quiet, laid back dude. And alternatively, the older or older son, he ended up being calmer than he ever is <laughs> on, when he was on ride. So it was very strange how they both swapped their normal lifestyles once we were on coasters. Um, because he would just be intently, you know, focusing in on everything and kind of observing <laughs> it all. Yeah. And just you know, really embracing the ride itself and not just losing it. Um, so yeah, that, that was always really fun and really fascinating to kind of see how they were different uh, on rides. I don't know if you wanted to throw in something there. No, it's no, that sounds great though. I mean, we, we kind of talked about that on Friday shows about capturing the magic, capturing those moments. And that's a great opportunity, you know, point of view, <laughs> you know, videos from attractions. I mean, it's so easy to do now because the devices are so small, like GoPros and, I mean, I think Ricky even mentioned it. Like, you can sneak your own, you know, your phone in your in your hand. I mean, you obviously don't want to have it out. You can't take selfie sticks anymore. People are doing that. But, you know, that's kind of, I mean, that, that's great because, I mean, you'll, you'll have that when he goes away to college, you know. Or yeah. First girlfriend, like, you want to see how brave your, your uh, you know, <laughs> your, your guy is here? Look at him on the barnstorm. That's brilliant. Yeah. And he is only three years old. <laughs> exactly. Look at him, man. He's taking on this 20-second ride. Yeah, exactly. So what else? Give us yeah. more stories. Uh, so some other stuff was fun. Just the, the parades, I think. Uh, so going back to the older son, that was one of his sort of highlights is seeing sort of the the magic and the mystery in their eyes. Um, we were out in front of the, uh, the castle in Magic Kingdom and one of the cavalcades or parades, I guess, it was, I can't remember which one it was at the time, but there's characters on it and there's dancing and music and everything that's hype about it. And my son was just standing up we brought one stroller with us to be able to have like a bit of rest they could take turns resting here and there and i can talk a bit about napping too which is good but he was just standing in the stroller you know getting as high as he could stretching out his arm as high as he could just waving at mickey and uh who else was in there i think Minnie and a couple of others and he was just so so excited you know to see like pure joy in his eyes and it was so real to him 
Um, so that was definitely one of the highlights too, is just seeing how much fun that he was able to have, seeing the characters from afar. Because it was, there was a bit of the character meet and greets coming back, but it was still wasn't like you could walk up and give people hugs and give them fives and really get close to them. Because we were at that transition time of masks were still required to actually, while we were there, they lifted that within the last couple of days of our trip. Um, so that was kind of an interesting transition. Uh, yeah, so this is, oh, and then the slide at the floor, of course. You know, everybody always talks about it's the pool. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. what the kids want to do is be at the pool. Yeah, yeah that's right. You go so out I, the floor I knew, the slide. You know, I knew based on listening to this podcast and <laughs> plenty of other stories, it was going to be the pool that the older son really enjoyed. So he went down the slide over and over and enjoyed doing that. So that was, that was fun, too, for sure. Was the weather pretty decent because you were there kind of? first second third week of february i mean overall you say the weather was not too hot no, it was pretty right on yeah it was it was fascinating so we had what was it two two days off like during the sort of block time of of uh, park days so two proper days off and both of those days it was warm enough to go swimming and sunny enough it was really interesting because it was cold and rainy i remember epcot was by far the worst day it was day two that we were in the parks and it was just cold and wet. And, I, you know, see some people out there like, I'm in Florida. They're wearing shorts and mm-hmm. T-shirts and yeah. stuff. They don't really quite recognize that February in Florida doesn't mean hot. Right. So it was cold and rainy. It was probably in like the 40s. And I had about every layer on that I could. I mean, I'm from Alabama and Tennessee. So I'm used to some colder weather than what Florida has to offer. But it was just the wetness, you know, and the cold all together uh, made it pretty tough. But, you know, it powered through. So most of the days were nice. Um, that was kind of the, the exception to most of the days were really nice. And then what was funny is that I think it was both the Magic Kingdom days because we started, of course, Monday was Magic Kingdom. And at the end of it, on the Wednesday and Friday were last park days of the next week. And those were hotter days. So it was kind of funny to be in Magic Kingdom and actually was that short and t-shirt weather because we were, you know, super cold in the beginning and then sweating in the end from like, bundled up as much as we could still being cold to wearing as you know few decent clothes as we could and it was still sweaty and hot so it was a it was a perfect you know southern mixture of of weather for sure it's good stuff you got both you got all the seasons in one trip yeah <laughs> it's good to, yeah. you know and i used to be that guy that when i went down to florida because i'd be there every january for marathon weekend and i'd be like Man, I'm from Missouri, and it's below zero wind chill back home. I'm wearing shorts and t-shirts, no matter how. Cold. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I, you know, we get cold snaps like that down there, just like you mentioned. You know, it'd be like 42 or something, and I'm still running around in t-shirt and shorts just because I'm in Florida. Finally, I'm, you know, I'm old enough and smart enough at this point in my right. life for like. I'm still freezing and I'm in like an Epcot. I'm just bundling up now. I, who cares? Like, I just want to be warm or I just want to be comfortable all the time. I'm yeah. not going to be I, just like, you know, stupid at, at that point. Head over to Norway and get yourself some HH jackets or whatever those no, are. No, I'm not doing that. I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right. I right. I can't do that, man. That would kill me. Um, okay. So, yeah. Talk about some other times, though, in in the other parks. Like, uh, wh- how about the studios? You guys go to the studios? The boys we probably we like did. That. Yeah. So, I guess to give you a quick park breakdown. So, I originally had scheduled it out for 4222. So, it was four, obviously, for Magic Kingdom and two for the rest. Um, my wife's from Europe and she loves all things international and of the world. So no matter how many times we go to Epcot, she still wants more. So nice. after the first few days and, and probably because of that rainy Epcot day, she wanted to swap it. So we ended up with three Epcot days. So going to Hollywood Studios, uh, let's see the first time we were there. My parents were with us because that was 
I believe Wednesdays, the day after the cold. And it was pretty fun. We did the smugglers run with my parents, which was good. Uh, that was one of my mistake logistic days. There weren't too many. And that's what uh, one of the beneficial things I was able to sort of glean in the whole experience is seeing lots of people around me, not really understanding, again, sort of the logistics and everything that goes into Walt Disney World and how complicated it can be. Is we're able to easily pivot and change and jump to next things because we, I knew, at least in the back of my mind, easy alternatives all the time. Um, so all that to say, uh, the one one of the mess ups I had was we got to Rock and Roller Coaster and I forgot the height restriction was a little higher on that one. So my oldest, who was really big into doing the thrill coasters, was walking up there for our, uh, our Genie Plus time and I was like, Oh, I think, yeah. Uh, sorry, man. Uh, you're not gonna be able to ride this one because it's too <laughs> too tall oh, for man, you. That stinks. But luckily, luckily, my mom was there, so we all had the the lightning pass or lightning lane for it. But um, obviously, the youngest couldn't do it, no matter what. And so my mom and uh, my wife and the youngest and the oldest all stayed off, and my dad and I rode it. I was like. Do you mind if we just do it real quick? Since yeah. we already got this pass. I'm saying, like, I'm like, did you just? Uh, I, I hate that you're short, but man, Dad's got a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's got a rock. I mean, Aerosmith's calling. <laughs> yeah, at least. So it ended up being maybe my favorite ride as far as just coasters go. So I don't know. At least I got some max value out of it for all my dad duties that I had to do for the you rest of the two it. weeks. Yeah, totally. I, I get it, man. You deserve it. Um, so that was a lot of fun and obviously everything in galaxy's edge is amazing so i mean we just we ate up that whole area just enjoying relaxing back there and soaking it all up it was really interesting going to fun stories they have you know the theming there is amazing but also of course the cast members as they're doing a good job playing up their roles and so there's like a little vendor corner um i don't know what the, like the upper mall sort of area is called but there's like an open corner near the restrooms and there was a guy there playing card games and there's like this card game you could play. And so it was like a memory game, I think is how they did it. So it's like you find the Chewbacca face and then another one. I can't remember what they were exactly, but let's imagine they're Wookiees. And so my son was going against a little kid about the same age and they're trying to figure out who could find the most pa the pairs first. And either he got lucky or, or figured it out well enough, but he ended up winning. And so you're just happy about that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I won the game. <laughs> and so it was just fun because the cast member was doing a great job of kind of like allowing these two little kids to have fun making memories down in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, just playing a simple memory card game, you know. So That's that awesome. Cool. Yeah. Still to this day, my oldest Paige, who's up in Chicago now working, you know, running basketball, running a basketball program. She talks about when she was like nine jump roping on Main Street before parade. I'm like. We've done all these cool things. We've done dessert parties and, you know, illuminations cruises. And that's what you were, that's what you always talk about was, yeah, the time we jumped rope on Main Street with the cast member before uh, Spectre Magic. Mm -hmm. Like, it's weird. The, the simple, the simple things, man. Exactly, dude. We can do that on the street. Yeah, totally. All right. Give us some more stories. Though. How about some of the other parks? Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Animal Kingdom was fun. <clears throat> we, uh. We went there, we had a reservation for Tusker House for breakfast. And uh, it was really funny because, you know, logistics again, can be tough when you're doing it that early. We had a reservation for, I don't know if it was eight or 8.30. And so we had to, you know, go way, way on over to Animal Kingdom from the fort and then make it all the way back. Cause it's, you know, about as far back in the park as you can go. And so we ended up jogging a bit in that morning. So we got a good 
good uh, start to the day, getting the blood flowing, getting our uh, pregame calories before all the calories <laughs> they right. were about to consume. We had to burn some. Um, but that was, you know, again, that'll be one of those fun memories of we were running in there just because we had the reservation and we had to get there in time. I can't remember exactly how the timing goes of when they'll drop something or not or when they'll charge you still. But I just figured better be safe than sorry. And I think we got there maybe like five minutes after the set time. And of course, everything was fine. Um, but the kids enjoyed that, of course, because the characters came around. It was still like a, hey, keep the distance a little bit. Don't let the kids touch. And so, you know, there's a couple of the moments where the the friends or the handlers, whatever they're called, had to be like, whoa, whoa, stay back. Stay back, buddy. Too close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was fun, though, still, um, because all of them came around. They were dancing, having a good time. And the food was really good. I think people say typically when it was like the olden days of the buffet and you could truly get all you want. It was maybe better, but it was still really good for us. The sleeper on this is the curry. At least my wife and I loved. They had like a curry dish, a bowl that they brought out near the end. So it's like you already got all the carbs. You already got all the meats. You already got all the potatoes. Everything was out of the way, like the typical breakfast stuff. And somehow the curry was like one of the last dishes that came to our table. And both my wife and I loved it the most. So in case you're ever looking out there for some yummy curry in Animal Kingdom, they've got it there at Tusker House. That's why I love these Monday shows because everybody's got something special that's gonna now somebody's writing that down right now. Okay, Tusker yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got to do that on the next trip because I'm thinking the same thing. That's why I love this stuff. And Tusker House is a sleeper. You know, folks are always asking, like, ah, I need to get a you know, I'm looking for a character meal and you know, Crystal Palace, tough ADR to get, or you know, I'm looking for Cinderella Roll Table, tough to get. Tusker House always has ADRs. And mm-hmm. to a person, when you get back, because I talk to a lot of guests when they get back from their trips. They always rave about Tusker House. I rarely, rarely hear anybody say that they had a bad experience there. The food quality is excellent, and everybody mm-hmm. enjoys the characters. Yeah, it is a fun. It's a fun atmosphere for sure, and good, you know, good service, good experience. So, would would definitely recommend. Our only other like top options in in Animal Kingdom are probably Satuli Canteen, just because mm-hmm. it's just so consistent, so fresh, so good. Because that that's one of the things we tried to do. Because I knew from our like two day trip a few years ago that um you know there's lots of junky ish food you could eat but there's also some decent healthy options so i'd always look for if i see something healthy on the menu i'll try to get it just because i know i'm gonna want to be snacking everywhere i go all the time so whenever i'm at a restaurant try to get like a salad at satuli canteen is beautiful they make a great salad also the docking bay seven i guess which is in hollywood studios so really really appreciated some good fresh also, they're, you know, mobile mobile order friendly and fast and cheap. So really good to, to dig into those. Uh, Animal Kingdom, though, let's see. Was there any other fun? Oh, the, uh, you know, again, going back to Mallory, uh, jumping rope down Main Street. The big, you know, of course, I guess it makes more sense, but I just didn't think much about it. But Dino lands with the boneyard and the that, kids just that, going nonstop. Yeah, seriously, because, again, this was Paige. This wasn't Mallory. This is my oldest. She's 26. Again, when she was little, and Mallory, though, too, later on, that playground is insane. Like, those kids, I mean, I would have loved it, too, when I was a kid, because it's huge. I just remember we went in there, we couldn't find her, but we knew there was only one way in or out. I mean, that's (laughs) good news. Like, you couldn't get out. Like, you couldn't escape. But I remember climbing up into that thing, and that thing's tall. I I I don't think I could do it anymore. Bridges across. Yeah, with my knee, there's no way I'm getting up in there now. But, yeah, I was up there with her. I'm like, dude, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, you're right. That, That. they need it. They need actually. I'm glad that they brought those playgrounds kind of over. There's one now in Epcot up in the future, you know, whatever yep. future world's called now. I can never remember. But, uh, you know, it's like that 
if, if you're not a parent and Ricky, Ricky needs to start writing all this stuff down. Okay, Ricky, because you're going to need this stuff here soon. Kids have to burn off energy. And if they're sitting in strollers all day or just standing in lines, you know, or doing that, they need to go run and climb and jump and be kids. And when you let your kid do that for 30 minutes, everybody's life's better. Like, let them just go crazy for 30 minutes. I'm glad you brought that up because that that is the best playground at Walt Disney World, in my opinion. Oh, by that far, yeah. Way, by, yeah, way the best. Easily, yeah. Because like you said, it's just so big and there's just so many different kind of features that they can get into and enjoy. So that was an easy winner. Oh, Sleeper, though, for for oldest, which maybe I could have seen it coming. I'm not sure. But dude loved any scavenger hunt. So mm -hmm. there's one in Animal Kingdom, the Wilderness Explorers, Pro tip before I forget, they do go away at some point in the day. So we actually didn't get the last like oh, two no. stickers for challenges. So, uh, uh, you know, he was a little upset about that, of course, because you gotta gotta get them all. Yeah, Once he got way, started, like you gotta, gotta get them all. That killed me as a kid. Like if I didn't finish, I'd have been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you could better go and find that, them. Yeah. And and that was uh that was the second and only you know the second and last day that we were at Animal Kingdom that we did that too. And so I was like, well, oh, sorry, man. we can't come back next time and finish the the scavenger hunt either. But that was great. He loved it because like, you know entire length and breadth of the park basically they've got these stations around to do stuff. Uh, so that was a lot of fun for him to be able to go around and like he almost he almost was rude sometimes just because like he was so ready to move on to the next thing that he's like all right give me my sticker and let me go and i was like dude slow down practice I, I, your practice your niceness and well i see i i get it we around here we just call it competitive i mean you, know, you got gotta get gotta gotta get to the end of the mission you know <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> No, I get it. So, yeah. a, it. It is a great. I mean, you bring up a good point, though. It's a great opportunity to teach kids how to interact with others. I mean, it. Yeah. it no kidding. I mean, it, it's a fun thing to learn. It's an educational experience, but it's also a social education. How to how to politely interact with a cast member. It it that's a great point to bring up. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. So that was some fun. Uh, let's hop over to I guess Magic Kingdom since that was our our very first one. It was kind of funny. So our our first experience and I. I guess I'm not really great at slowing down and, you know, smelling the roses when I'm in these parks because there's so much to do and so much to see. And so I think that'll be my subsequent trips is a lot more focus on just chilling, relaxing and enjoying soaking up uh, all that the atmosphere has to offer. Um, so with that saying, when we got to Magic Kingdom on day one, it was like, all right, let's go over to Tomorrowland and try out some stuff. And we jumped into the Astral Orbiter line and my parents were meeting us there they're going to be there a bit later and we knew just looking at the other queues and pre-show areas that that was going to be an easier opportunity for them to get in line with us was going to be just hopping through the rail there rather than trying to like walk up through any kind of queue to gather with us so that was our very first ride and for all of us again it was kind of cold in the beginning so we were like ah astro orbiter up on the top of this thing with the wind in our face and we're all wearing masks the whole time and there's not really that anything amazing to it other than like getting good views of, you know, the castle and Tron construction and stuff like that. So got some decent views and it was kind of a fun first experience. But I was like, ah, there's nothing beautiful about that pre-ride experience. It's just you're standing there in these bar lines going back and forth and then go up an elevator and ride. I will say, though, that elevator in July is the worst oh. experience ever. That elevator is like an oven. I mean, so... 
you're right. It was it was probably freezing on the actual rockets when you got up there. But right. I mean, I've because I love that ride. Mallory and I like discovered that that's like our that's my ride with Mallory. Like when she was a little oh, girl, good. I'd never ridden the ride, and she wanted to ride it one time. Like, oh, okay, I'll ride it with you. And like we we had she laughed the whole time. So now we've always that's like our ride. And so we we always go in the summer. And I'm telling you what, man. Sometimes like. If this elevator breaks down, we're dead within like 15 <laughs> seconds because it's like 200 degrees in this thing. It's like walking into an oven. So yeah. that, that you had that going. And the masks probably kept your face from getting uh, frostbite. So. Right, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they helped a little bit to break the wind in, in the face for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, but that was it was just kind of funny because, you know, I'm glad you all have a good, solid sort of uh, core memory experience almost with that one to yeah. where it kind of always hits, hits well for you all because for us it was kind of just like, Eh, that was all right. I guess we can do some spinny stuff anywhere else, but let's go on to the next thing. Um, but that was a good day. We, of all the days, if as far as like length of stay in the park, I think that one was the longest because, you know, we had the freshest energy. It was the Monday after we arrived on Sunday. So I don't think we got there quite at rope drop. We rode one of the boats over from the campground, um, but we stayed until, you know, post-close. So like our last activity of that day was my oldest and I going to ride seven doors mine train and uh like it was you know five minutes before park closed so you could you know get in the line still as long as we were there in time so we were there late and for you know for kids that don't normally stay up late it was kind of a chore but he was he was pretty good about it up until after the ride when we were walking down main street to get back out uh, of course he loved the ride you know that was fun oh Pro tip before I forget to mention this, because this was day one, restrooms all the time. Like, don't wait for your kid to tell you when to use no, the restroom. Be, Rick, be Rick planning needs, always. Yeah, Ricky needs to listen to the show. I'm going to just send it to her immediately. Before yeah, I yeah. edit the show, I'll just send her the raw interview. No, hey, no, it's a good tip. So, yeah, so you just like, when you pass one, you're like, you just say, Cadence. Hey, who's going? Yeah. Or you're, you're making yeah. them go in. You're not even asking. Yeah, it's, it's like no more than two hours or whatever. You got to be making sure because in the queue for that, he's like, oh, dad, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, no. can you wait or do you got to go? And of course, in his little yeah, six-year-old, five-year-old brain at the time, he's conflicted of, ah, yeah. if I say I got to go, then we can't ride it because yeah, it's dude. already closed. Oh, but if yeah. I say I can't, I got to like go. It's like having a puppy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was funny. But yeah, anyways, back to the proper part. So yes, do do plan stops or don't even plan them, but just regularly ask, hey, go to the bathroom. Um, walking down Main Street, he was, he was beat. You know, we were doing, we got Memory Maker while we were there. And so walking down Main Street, I was like, hey, can we take a picture here? It's beautiful. Look at the castle. Look at all the lights. Look at the colors. It's the 50th. Come on. And we got to the next stop. I was like, can we do another one here? And eventually he was just like, uh, so <laughs> almost all the pictures of us walking down Main Street on the way out. Those are just classic, though. Dead, they're so dead face, man. <laughs> you know, those are my favorites, though. Like some of the pictures where everybody is just exhausted because it yeah. it captures. Because you know, you get you get that fresh picture. Everybody's you know looking perfect in front of the castle. Everybody's so happy. But really, I mean, if you don't have one of those pictures, or at least one of the kids yeah, is like yeah. like just got the pouty face, like. There's your Walt Disney World vacation day three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that was a lot of fun. It was a again. It was just neat to be there, really be able to embrace the whole the whole thing that Magic Kingdom had to offer. And I was, I'm okay. Like I'm in decent shape to be able to go and be probably park open to park close every day. But I was I was really the enabler. That was kind of one of my big takeaways too. Is that anything that I could do that was of any sort of inconvenience or work or extra stress or workload or whatever, it was like, I'm going to do that. So if it was at the campground doing laundry, it's me 
if it's at the campground, it's taking out trash, it's me, it's, you know, prepping food, whatever kind of stuff that was like, if it's any bit extra, I'm going to do all that stuff so that hopefully I help, you know, everybody else have a, a better time and have more fun and have more energy for the stuff I want them to have energy for. And they're not wasting it on menial tasks, basically. So you got to so, tell them like, look, I've done all this. We should, all you have to do is go have fun. You know, I wasn't pushing that button, but yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd have Someone been else by, could. By about day eight, that would have been my plea. Look, I've been doing the laundry. I've been taking out the trash. All I want you guys yeah. to do is have some fun. Let's go. Everybody put a smile on your face. Let's march. That's what that yeah. would be. <laughs> yeah, we had, we, had, we, had, we had good amounts. We had copious amounts of fun. There's, there's plenty of that, I would say. Um, oh, that's great. Let's see. Big snacks. Uh, the Num Num Cookie, that one was wonderful. Loved it. Oh, another big thing that I'll do, try to probably do every time now, Main Street Confectionery. I, I didn't go there the whole time for shame. Obviously, I was eating snacks around everywhere else in Magic Kingdom. But on the way out, I cut, we went into Emporium, got a few things. And we'd already had so much snacks and so much junk and so many treats. But I was like, ah, it's a Main Street Confectionery. Shouldn't I go in? And my wife's like, eh, I don't know. We're fine, I think. And I said, well, maybe I'll just check it out. You know, and I That's went in it. and I was just, and I was like, oh, look at all this good stuff. And I remembered you talking about cake pops, I think. Yep. That you would always bring them back. And so I was like, eh, I guess I should get some cake pops. So I got a couple cake pops and maybe another couple treats. And I tried to stress to us of like, let's try not to eat them all tonight. Let's wait till we're in a long car ride home. You know, it's nine, 10 hours, whatever, from Orlando to Birmingham. And so that was a beautiful kind of experience too. It was like, we got these treats on our way out on the final day and we're able to eat them sort of on the trip home and kind of cherish and relish those last little bits of, Walt Disney World that were in the car with us on the way home. So that was that was a neat experience for sure. It's a great idea. That's what I always did. I'd always put them in the, the little plastic, clear plastic case. I'd take them with me. I'd carry them onto the plane. The The flight attendants would eyeball them the entire flight, you know, and I... I think from now on, I'm going to buy extras and actually give one to each flight attendant because they oh. work hard. I mean, that you know what? They'd give me an upgrade maybe next time or something. I don't know. But <laughs> seriously, the flight attendants put up with a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe the least I could do is give all of them a cake pop during the flight. because. But I mean, it, you know, I'd only bought like three because, you know, because I was buying one for Paige, one right. for Pam, and one for Mallory. And that was like my, when I get home, like you guys have been all going to work and doing all this stuff. And I've been out in Florida for the last three days. Here's, here's three cake pops. Are we, are we yeah. even, are we good? Yeah. You know, not really, but at least I'm trying. Um, but that was always kind of my, my offering, my peace offering when I mm-hmm. got home. So yeah, but, uh, that, that's awesome. Let me ask you a couple things. Cause you mentioned a couple things. So I'll make sure we get this in here before the end of the show. You mentioned about napping sure. and yes. if your kids do that at home or, I mean, I nap when I'm down there just because <laughs> Walt Disney World's exhausting and especially yeah. for kids. So, so give us some advice on that. Yeah. So we got, I guess super lucky and fortunate. So our youngest, again, he was just over three. We brought, uh, it's like a summer stroller, I think is the name of it. So it's not tiny, but it's not huge. It's kind of easier to get around. And it has a decent size, like fold over thing. We had a poncho and a decent sized scarf with us between myself and my wife. And so what we would do is, dude was a champ. Literally every day, we'd put him in the stroller, put like a phone in the pocket with some brown or white noise you know blasting in the pocket covered the whole thing up with the poncho or the the big scarf and he would just sleep and so he'd get a good nap in for like an hour or two because in my mind i heard so many people saying you know make sure you're given nap time make sure you you know you honor that because if you do that if you don't do that when you're down there your kid's gonna get out of control and get beat 
and they're going to get you know exhausted it's going to ruin a lot of days basically if you try to push it too hard so we were super lucky because we didn't have to go back to our campground in our campsite each night or each afternoon to be able to take a nap and get him rested we didn't have to deal with the logistics of do we take the bus do we take the boat how do who leaves who stays does everybody leave and so a lot of that was kind of taken out of the complexity of logistics for us which was wonderful uh, that he was able to nap in the stroller and he literally did that every day like in the middle of the day he got a couple hours almost uh, just napping in the stroller so that was hugely helpful I don't know if every kid will be the same um, but that did work for us um, so there's hope I guess for your parents out there it might work for you that's well, a good tip too, because you're you're not leaving the park, but the, the white noise, like on your on your phone, you know, or just I mean, they have even little devices that you can buy right. that make yeah. white noise. We don't have a separate thing, so because I mean, mm-hmm. God knows you wouldn't want to be without your phone for two hours anymore. I mean, in the Disney park, you yeah. can't survive that long without a phone anymore. But that, that's because you know you do need something to kind of mask all the distractible sounds that you're going to be passing. Because mm-hmm. I never thought about that. The sound, that white noise is a key to probably keeping somebody. Because you want to kind of make it a little dark and a little white noise, yeah. And you can probably mm-hmm. think, I'm thinking I need this for adult size. I need somebody push like, <laughs> you know, instead of rolling back <laughs> the five cents, push you around. Yeah, but you know, I'll go to Columbia Harbor House, have my early lunch, and then just roll me around for like two hours. That'll be good by like two <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> Save me a lot of time. Okay, a couple of things I want to ask. Um, now it sounds like you guys took advantage of Disney transportation the entire time. You had your own vehicle, but did you, you guys didn't use it while you were there. We actually mostly used the car. And before I forget too, so the older son, he was able to do a lot of the stuff that sort of he wanted to do. So kind of the taller uh, restriction ride. So that was really neat is that one parent could stay with the resting kid. Usually my wife did for like walking around shops and things. And usually I would go and stand in the longer queue times and do those bigger attractions with my older son. So that was a good sort of balance of people being able to split and still accomplish tasks. Um, But going to the transportation bit, we actually, since we had our own car, we drove it most of the days um, to just the park parking lots. There were some days that we took boat, um, and then a couple of days we did the go into one of the resorts that's on the Skyliner and see if they'll let you in the gate so that you can park there and ride the Skyliner. I think maybe the move on that is just to let them know at some point, hey, I'm I'm staying over somewhere else. I'm already paying for parking. I really just want to ride the Skyliner. I don't know how much you know mileage may vary per gate attendant but we did that a couple times to be able to get the skyliner experience and we did uh, over to the ttc to ride the monorail a couple times as well so uh, we got a bit of everything Uh, i think the car you know self car situation was probably the most efficient i would imagine Um, but it still is neat to be able to get you know still in that logistics bubble and be able to enjoy the modes of transportation my wife's not as crazy about boats so she wasn't wanting to always go fort wilderness to magic kingdom that way because it's they're kind of smaller boats, right? It's not the big old ferry people mover kind. Yep. Um, it's kind of a little littler one that they run from the the fort. So that was how our liches, our uh, transportation went. Cool. So you had a good mix there. Just a real efficient having your own vehicle, but also experiencing the skyline. And I think the tip too with the skyliner, trying to get into like a Pop Century or like a Caribbean beach or something, you have a lot better chance if you're an on-site guest at another resort, you know, or you're at the campsite. Like if they can see, okay. You are a checked-in Walt Disney World Resort currently. You do have a way better chance of getting past that security check mm-hmm. than you do if you're just somebody that's trying to get in there. Otherwise. Yeah. I mean, because they, they tend to let you bounce around from resort to resort as long as you are on-site at some hotel. That's that's usually the trick, and so that's probably what worked mostly. 
Yeah, I will say we tried that for Riviera. I legitimately wanted to have one of those breakfasts because y'all kept talking about the sandwiches over at wherever, like yeah, the croaks and yep, stuff yep. you so can get. One, one of my guests this just this morning as I was eating, every morning it, it's so sad now that I'm not running. I have a terrible breakfast. Just I have a little toasted crackers and a Coke Zero. So I have these little six crackers, little peanut butter crackers <laughs> and a Coke Zero. That's my breakfast. And one of my, one of our listeners, and I helped them trip, book their trip to Walt Disney World just this morning, sends me a picture of the Madame Croak that he is having uh, for breakfast at Primo Fiato, what you're just talking about. Yeah. I'm like, stop. I'm like, I'm, bl- I'm blocking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That they no like, more so picture they went, messages from you. So they went to see, this is what I'd have done. You got four shots at that. If Riviera wouldn't let me in, I'd have gone to Caribbean Beach. If Caribbean Beach wouldn't let me in, I'd have gone to Art of Animation or Pop Century because the Skyliner goes all, I can get there all ways. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I I legitimately wanted to have one of those breakfast sandwiches one day and I was like, can we come in? I just want to have one of these sandwiches. They said, no, you can go to Disney Springs and then take the bus over. And I was just going, "Uh, I'm not going to go that way, but thanks for trying, I guess. Um, I will say we had one, one sort of pixie dust moment that I remember. At Hollywood Studios, uh, my son, the older son, was kind of looking down in the front of the seats because, you know, we'd walk down to, to pick a seat somewhere for Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, I didn't even say that. Beauty and the Beast show. And so there's a large section in the front middle that was just open. And he was looking, like, oh, Dad, let's go to those seats. Mom, there's a lot of seats over there. And those all, like, roped off, you know, special whatever people. And this guy noticed, and he's like, hey, hey, buddy, you see some good seats over here? You want to come sit? And so there was a cast member, of course, and he welcomed us over, and we sat, like, front and center, you know, where we got the perfect view of the whole show, and that was kind of a neat fixie dust moment for, for the whole trip. That is so cool. That, that, was, that was a fun memory. That's cool, because opportunity, you know, was there, and the cast member saw it, took advantage of it, made a, made somebody's day. I love that. Yeah, because there's like five rows empty, you know? Yeah. Plenty of space. It's not like it's ever sold out. (laughs) Come on now. Seriously, they don't need every seat. Okay, so we're running a little long, but I wanted you wanted to mention kind of the financials, how you put stuff together, budgeting and stuff like that, which I think is a cool twist because we don't talk about that too much. We just talk about, you know, what'd you ride and tell me the stories and how about your meals and your hotel room. Give us some background on like how you put together the financials for this trip and maybe something you learned during the Mm -hmm. trip. Yeah, so like I said, I've been sort of planning it for years. So for the longest time, it was doing whatever I could to get discounted gift cards. And so obviously everybody knows about Target 5% already, but Sam's Club also has discounted gift cards and then using credit cards to give percentages back, whatever. Uh, Whenever I was sort of just needing to get a decent discount, uh, it was always a Sam's Club purchase. Like even while I was down there, you can be on the Sam's Club app, buy gift cards through their get them email delivery and then use those numbers obviously using disney gift card site to sort of manage all of those and keep them all in one place uh, is super helpful um, so that was kind of all the pre-trip right is like acquiring as many gift cards as possible asking them for them for like any gifts ever like birthdays christmas mm-hmm. hey give me some gift cards we're right. saving up for a long time so we had maybe a few thousand from just gift cards alone basically of the year sort of prepping and leading up to and saving for the trip and so yeah let me get to I'm, i gotta i gotta google sheets to, to give you all the, the hard <laughs> I love it, I love the it. hard deets so we did the package right so it was about as cheap as you can stay on the on the campground at the fort um 12 nights so that was around 1200 for all the tickets for us for adults it was 
which is kind of surprising to me how much the ticket prices don't vary between adults and children. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I don't much. know. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's reasonings, but it's funny because it's most places in the world, it's either cheap or free for kids. Yep. This is almost identical. So it was about, you know, 1300 1200 for both of us uh, for those tickets. Memory Maker, 170 and then taxes on that. So the whole total of like pre-trip expenses that we knew was 4100 so that was, you know, campsite tickets, memory maker, and fees. Uh, on top of that, we did Genie Plus just one day ourselves. My parents paid for it a day or two as well when they were there. We did Rise of Resistance because we wanted to make sure we could get that on one of our Hollywood Studios days. Uh, laundry, gas, food, everything. Um, getting into the actual meals of uh, being on property and buying proper like restaurant meals, it was around 1100 uh, merch was around 900 snacks was around 400 and so the grand total of everything was like 7300 and again that was 12 nights uh, really you know a little bit more than that because we had lots of days on property so from the beginning of boathouse to the end of leaving magic kingdom and grabbing those last few confectionery items it was 7300 and really like 2500 of that came from unnecessary spending if you will so restaurants merchandise and snacks like we didn't have to spend 2500 on all those things we could have easily gotten by with a couple weeks worth of groceries and maybe a couple souvenirs and we could have had some major savings there so just to give someone a ballpark idea of i guess you know what does some some financing look for on a on a trip like this is uh, I'm really nerdy, I guess, about no, budgeting that, and financing and doing the money stuff. It's interesting, though, to see how that breaks down. But see, the, the good thing you didn't have to consider was air. Because the thing right now, the two things that get you are the tickets and the air. I mean, just from, oh, from somebody right. who does this every day for a living, I mean, yeah. air has jumped up so much over the last oh, you yeah. know, couple of years. You know, it's really hard to catch a discount flight where for most places like in Alabama or even like where I'm from St. Louis, I used to be able to catch a $79 flight to Orlando. Mm. You know, as long as I was flexible, I might have to fly down at like eight 30 at night, but you know, I could fly down for 79 bucks if I did that, you know? So now it's like, you know, you're talking 300 bucks for that flight. I mean, it's crazy how much you got And mm. The thing is like when you're a family, you know, if you're a single, like when I go to race weekend, it's not such a big deal, right? It's one. But when you got it like you, when you got to take tickets times four, times five, to, you know, larger families, that's where it adds up quickly. But I mean, you really make a good point though. Like you know, souvenirs, that's where that can really kind of balloon or shrink as needed. I mean, tickets are a fixed price. The the hotel, you know, the campsite, whatever, that's going to be a fixed price. But it, it's interesting to see how that fell down. But I mean, you feel like you had a, you had an extremely long trip though. I mean, for right. I mean, that's that's a big number in total. But I mean, that's almost two weeks. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely ample amount of time memories made, you know, and that's, that's one of the big things I kept trying to think before the trip and during the trip as well as we're not paying, you know, some amount of money for this exact experience to be the one that makes, makes the trip or this other experience to be the one. And so it's just a lot of taking every day, like consider it one big cost and don't think about the little things you're spending along the way that you're trying to get the value out of that. It's just, you're paying a big lump sum and try to have as much fun and as many opportunities as you can and enjoy all of that. And that to me kind of helped alleviate, you know, burden or stress or worry mm -hmm. of, ah, well, this one didn't go well. It didn't hit like I thought it would. So that was really a miss. Um, just, just take it all as a big picture thing for sure. And just soak it all up. So, 
That's exactly how I see it because I'm, I'm one who's very conservative financially. You know, I try to save every dollar I can, you know, every time I, cause I will buy things that are, you know, like I do buy an iPhone every few years, you know, and I use a MacBook for work just because it always works and it gets the job done for me. But like I stress for six months before I buy the thing and I stress for six months after, but I've kind of over the last few years told myself like, don't stress about it. Like you, you know, you will make the money back again. And you just, you know, some things in life you just have to pay money for. Like you, it's going to let you do your job better. You got to make memories with your family. You need to travel. You can't just work all the time. That's a great point. I mean, you have to get out there and do that. And it sounds like, you know, in the end it was, you asked for gift cards for, for, you know, holidays. Right. I do the same thing. Cause my in-laws were always asking, cause you know, I got marathon weekend every year, second weekend of January. So every, you know, the in-laws, my sister-in-laws, you know, everybody's like, what do I get at the in-laws house on Christmas Eve? Disney gift card, Disney gift card. No, I mean, it funds my, it funds expo. You know, I get to, oh, I can get shirts now. I can, I can get sneakers, you know, or whatever. So, you know, it, it sounds like you had a really great time. So any, any last minute memories, like anything you're going to remember this trip, like any special, like one last story or one last tip? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, leaving, leaving the last night, I'm, I'm usually not one to cry, but leaving the last night, it was just perfect. Cause like I said, we, my, my aunt and uncle were up in uh, the villages. So we planned to leave as late as my wife basically would allow us to leave, which was like seven or so, uh, on that Friday night. And it was just the perfect sunset, like weather was just right, you know, everything was just right. And we're looking down Main Street and all the lights were already shining and it was kind of a bit of a sunset um, and just sort of the culmination of the trip, you know, because it's been so many years in the planning of like, I'd be listening to these podcasts while I'm doing baby dishes and exhausted and thinking of, okay, one day we're going to be older and we're going to have this fun trip and I'm going to have all this knowledge <laughs> and it'll help. And I just want to keep learning more about it because it'll be fun and I want my family to have a good time. And to have it sort of all culminate after like experiencing it all, you know, it it lived up to the fun that I was hoping that it would be. Um, and I was tearing up because we were leaving Magic Kingdom, and it wasn't like I was sad that we were leaving. It was just that oh, that it happened, you know, yeah, like heart was this full. thing, That's, this I thing that, that yeah, yeah, yeah this thing that. that we'd been waiting on for, or at least me that we'd been waiting on for for years, literally, and planning for for like five or six years, um, has finally come to fruition. And so it was just so sweet. And my wife was like are you, are you crying, Justin? Are you crying? And so I was That's like, a good yeah, trip. maybe a little bit, you know, whatever. It's fine. That makes me, um, it makes me feel so good though, because I'm the, I'm the exact same way. Like, you know, is a dad, you know, cause we're dads, right. And as a dad, you just, you want so badly to make those memories and I'll tell you, cause your kids are still younger and I'll tell you what, man, I mean, it goes so fast, you know, cause I, right. I can still picture, you know, Mallory having to deal with height requirements. You know, she's a freshman mm. in high school now. She's, you know, it's like, I mean, this was like yesterday for me, you know, we, you talked about the stroller. I still remember pushing that McLaren stroller, like literally like it was yesterday, but you know, Paige is 26 living in Chicago. This stuff goes so fast. So I'm glad, I mean, you got to have those moments when you say that, that makes me so happy. Cause that that's when, that's why I do this show is that we can get these stories out there and we can have these, hopefully everybody's smiling today as we're listening to this. I mean, it's a good Monday right here, hearing this This is good stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for it. sure. Well, Hey, Justin, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and sometimes you do come back to stuff that's not right. I think you mentioned like a couple months ago, you come home and things aren't right. Our water was off, like someone busted our pipe while we were gone doing utility work. And I was like, Ugh. oh, yeah, the, the trip really did end once yeah. we got home. It was kind of like, no, why did it have to be like that? Oh, yeah. Mike's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to come Mike's home to all these podcasts yeah, in a house that had no air conditioning in July. Yeah. From from being out on the West Coast where it was, <clears throat> we were wearing sweatshirts. We were so spoiled because it was cool out there. 
yeah, we get back here, no air conditioning, and it's 100 degrees. But, you know, you made the memories. You know, you had to, right. I told Pam, we had to pay the piper. We were living the good life for a week. Like, yeah, right. Everything was coming up aces out in California. So, you know, had, had to get a good kick in the butt. So, Justin, hey, thanks for coming on the show. I sure appreciate it. And uh, hope your family has a great fall down there in Alabama. And we'll have to do this again next time you guys head to a Disney destination. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Mike. All right. Don't forget today's show. Good work. No, thank you. Appreciate it. And don't forget our show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Again, you're going to have a great vacation when you work with the experts over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Their one extra click really does help us out. It's brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash podcast. Give me a follow. I'd love to talk to you this week on the social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at BeOurGuestMike. I'll be looking for you this week. And don't forget to join me and Scott this Sunday night. It's you, me, and Scotty G. We'll be opening up the phone lines and taking your calls. You can be a part of the show right away. Just come on. We'll talk Disney this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Tune in on YouTube or Facebook. All right, we're going to get out of here and let you get on with your Monday and make it a great week. We'll be back again on Wednesday and Friday with some more great shows. So for Justin, I'm Mike, wishing you an awesome week and a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.